be you are. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gaggle of Gays podcast. I'm Alaska. I'm Taylor. I'm Cam. Jojo. I forgot what order we went in. I think Cam and Taylor so are interchangeable. Me yeah. and Cam like <laughs> switch sweet. like every episode. <laughs> yeah. Last time when it was just Cam and I and Cam was waiting for, <laughs> for y'all to speak, I was like, uh. <laughs> oh, so bad. Anyways, welcome to our seventh episode. Yeah. I'm surprised we've honestly even made it that far. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we all had some bumps and bruises in, be- in between the first one and now. I'll play Fortnite after. Can we play Fortnite after? Oh, yeah, actually. Depends if I'm alive. Anyways, let's get started and then we'll we'll see. We'll see how long this takes to record. Uh, uh, you sound like I fucking <laughs> took away your <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Oh, you know uh, lots talk about iPads, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that there's a watermelon iPad? Like, it's the color of a... It, it looks really cool. Like yeah, a color. like for oh. Like you? Like, like Coco Melon? Yeah. Because I'm familiar with Mr. Melon's work. Your your cat <laughs> is an iPad cat, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, yeah, yeah, she, you see that in the bird? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so... <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking about the Zazel Preston case. So, um, I guess we can just get started. This one's very, very depressing and sad. Uh, some trigger warnings. My part doesn't have any trigger. Well, trigger warning, domestic violence. What else? Uh, well, obviously murder. So if you're if you're not into cases, then I would not listen to this one. Um, yeah, I guess whenever we get to our parts, just do our trigger warnings. All my starting out, uh, I'll go ahead and say trigger warning. Uh, domestic violence is mentioned, uh, more so like the study of it. So, Zazel Dominique Preston, otherwise known as ZZ by her friends and relatives, was born on September fifth, nineteen eighty five, in Orange County, California, USA, which means she's a Virgo. Some traits that are known to describe Virgos are kind, faithful, patient, and hardworking. And from what I've read about her, she was actually all of that and so much more. So her parents were Larry Preston, who is now deceased, and Sedell Preston Williams. Also, there's going to be a lot of names in here, and as you all know, I'm really bad with names, but I will try my best. So she was the granddaughter of Sally Baker. She has two sisters. Lynetta Preston and Ashaki Cogdell and two brothers, Marchant and Damond, aka Nikki, and then another brother, Corey Williams, and Damian York. So she had three children, two daughters named Zayana Nayali, and then Valise Noriel, and the son named. Maisel and Mari. So it was hard for me to find any background on her childhood, kind of going into adulthood, which was really frustrating because I wanted to find more of her achievements whenever she was growing up and just kind of what her life was like. But 
what I do know is that she was supposed to be a very talented dancer and she loved to dance. She attended Rancho Alamitos High School. So as her for her continued edu- education, she was attending Cypress College and was working towards a degree in human services program to become a domestic violence counselor where she was only a few weeks away from graduating when uh, this occurred. I know. It's really sad, especially because of what she was working towards. She really wanted to help other people that were in the same situation as she was, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Um, well, in her studies, Zell had written a paper during one of her classes. Uh, the class was Society and Victimization. Uh, and this paper was passed on by Sadell Preston. In this paper, um, her goal was to, quote, supply victims of domestic violence with the proper knowledge and resources and referrals for counseling, food, safe houses, legal help, and guidance. As a domestic violence advocate, I will show these victims that there is a light at the end of the dark, gloomy tunnel, end quote. Aww. It's so sad. During her paper, she also cited the statistics of domestic abuse Quote, alarmingly, nearly 5.3 million United States women are victims of domestic violence each year, resulting in 2 million injuries and 1,300 deaths, end quote. <clears throat> she describes the cycle of domestic abuse, one, the tension-building phase, which, quote, may be accompanied by minor assaults, end quote, during which time the woman believes she can deflect her husband's bullying by conceding to her husband's wishes, to the battering episode at this point the man is out of control and acts in rage and three the reconciliation period here the batterer transforms himself into a very apologetic tender and loving character end quote so like i said she was studying towards working to help people in similar situations as her which is really actually incredible that she was able to do that and, like, still think about other people that are going through that and wanting to help them while also, you know, dealing with it herself. Right. Coming home to it every day. Yeah. So, I'm going to let JoJo now continue with the behind the scenes with her home life during this time period. Um, I have both our notes pulled up because I actually found out we have different things written down. All like right. the same nice. thing, but different things. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Okay. Move dog. <laughs> Remember, we'll take this fact fiction. Right. right. They were married for three years, and he went to jail several times for beating her and violating a restraining order that she obtained against him. He was an alcoholic, and that was where most of his violence stemmed from, was after parties and stuff like that, like in here, they got into a fight after a Thanksgiving party where she was talking to her sister's husband. They got into an argument at after, an, was it a Christmas party? Yeah, a Christmas party, mm-hmm. which is what happens with this case, and that's what got her killed, unfortunately. And then, um, at one point, when she was pregnant with the little baby, she visited... Wallace, while he was in prison and he became a born-again Christian in jail. Right. Sure you did. Right. And she believed him. 
And so he got out of jail and she let him move into her apartment in Anaheim. And then they were going to get married. And quote from her grandma said, we begged her not to marry this guy. I told her I had a bad feeling about marrying him. And then uh, just months before her death, Wallace was released from jail. And that's when they reconnected. And, uh... Damn, Alaska, you type in small-ass font. Are your eyes good? Oh, I usually <laughs> put it in double space. So that's why. Oh, but you did it for me, huh? Mm, I forgot. <laughs> I just saw on Discord as well, not Taylor playing Google. I haven't heard a single thank you for, like, the note. <laughs> just criticism. I wish I could, uh, read them, though. Right. <laughs> kind of weird. Right. He was a serial abuser. Any little thing would set him off. He was a narcissist. He was very, very, very jealous. Not you changing it to double space <laughs> I lost my spot. God, dude. Hey, I, I made it big for your fucking <laughs> shitty <laughs> eyes, <laughs> then. Not y'all fighting over single track. <laughs> It went, it went from, like, 9 to 15 points. It was 12, and <laughs> it's 15 lag, now. Mine was it 12. is 12! No, it no. is, because that's exactly what mine is! Okay, there's a level 100 of Google Drive, so... Interesting. Yeah, because I... Google Driver. Mm-hmm. Anyways. GDA 5. He beat her so bad that they had to induce labor for their for their son. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. So sad. And then, yeah. To wrap it up, closing arguments. She told her grandma that she made the biggest mistake of her life marrying Will. She wants to get an annulment, but can't let him know because he'll kill her. And it happened anyways. Right. That's my section. That's it? Yeah, because I read your notes and my notes. That wasn't all of my notes. Well, I'm not going to take all of your notes. Well, you can. That's why I wrote Bitch. them. So we could get as much information as possible. Well, I kind of summarized some of them, like the dancing and the Thanksgiving and then Friday. Are you still typing? No. What did I just see? I changed it back. Look at your page. Right. Um, well, what part of this didn't I read? Her dancing? That he got jealous that she loved to dance so she wasn't allowed to dance anymore. How he oh, that's would- stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. He would get really uh, aggressive and jealous over the minor, like, interactions with any man. Like, her sister's husband was showing her something on his phone, and he got extremely pissed off. And it was on, I think, Thanksgiving. I like that part. But you didn't say why he got mad. But that stemmed another fight, and then it's just... And she also would speak to not only her family, but her mentor at college... About her relationship, she wanted to 
finish her finals and then move into a safe house after, but obviously she didn't get to even get that far. Uh, but they also, she, in her term paper that she wrote, there were so many red flags in the term paper and everyone was like, you do realize that, you know, you're living all of these red flags with him. And so, yeah, then she was talking about how his mistake marrying him. Uh, on December 17th, Sadell took a Christmas tree over to their house to help them set it up. And then, so this is leading up to right before she died. So it was on, was it on Christmas Eve or on Christmas? Christmas Eve. So this was only uh, about seven days out. And so by the time that she was even leaving, she Zazel had called her mother and told her that they were fighting again. And so Zazel's mother asked her grandma to go pick the kids up because he threw them out of the house in the rain. <laughs> and the infant boy only had his hospital receiving blanket. So they were just standing in the rain. And the fight had started because he sent her to the store without money. And he wanted her to buy stuff, but she didn't have any money. So she was literally outside the store asking people for money. And so it's unsure if the fight started because she didn't get the items that were needed. but uh, Or if it took too long for her to come home. But either way, he got mad and kicked them out. And then, so after the grandmother picked up Zazel and the children, they were driving back to uh the grandmother's house and uh oh actually sorry before that whenever she went to go pick them up Zazel uh was outside obviously and then he came out and was threatening to hit her in front of everyone and there was even a kid from the neighborhood who was like 10 or 11 who was standing in between them because he was trying to protect her which is so like Aww. I was like good Aww. for him for trying to stand up for someone and so uh, whenever the grandmother appeared, he did calm down a little bit because he's a piece of shit. And I guess he was scared of more, I don't know, I guess her, I don't know if he's really scared of her family, though, if he was doing other stuff at, like, family gatherings, you know? Yeah. But, so, he calmed down no, a little cause... bit. No, because, no, because if he would have been in my family. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would have wound up in the hospital, because that's happened before. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So <laughs> that's what you're supposed uh, to do, guys. <laughs> he let them go. And so when they were driving, that's when Zazel, she couldn't remember if she turned off the oven or not. So they pulled over and they were trying to figure out what they were supposed to do. But apparently Wallace had followed them, <laughs> which is like, why? And so they got into an argument and then he was saying that he was leaving and never coming back. And she was like, okay. And so he... After he left, she thought it was okay to go back to the apartment, in which she did, and then only after a few days, which probably was, like, right before Christmas Eve, uh, he came back and, like, begged to get with her again, and she agreed, so. And then the beatings just continued all the way up to Christmas, and even one that had, yeah. there was an incident that left her in the ER at the medical center with a damaged eardrum. It was really fucked up, so... She was so close whenever he was like, I'm just leaving. I'm not coming back. Like, it's unfortunate that he didn't just do that. Yeah. God. But, yeah. I'll let you take Taylor from from there since it was leading up. Okay, I'm just going to start at Christmas Eve. Okay. So, Christmas Eve, it was in 2011. 
Um, Wallace and Preston. I couldn't figure out exactly what they were fighting over. It didn't really say. I don't know if y'all know. Um, I th I think I saw it, but I don't remember. Keep going. I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll find it. Like that he was that they were drunk, but that's that's the most I saw of it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So they returned home from a Christmas party at their neighbor's house, and then um, Preston's oldest daughter. Uh, she had two daughters and then the newborn, and they all lived in the house together. Um, so the oldest daughter and the neighbors heard them arguing after the party. Um, and then, uh, like, as it always does with him, it turned physical. Uh, all around the house, they found, like, traces of blood everywhere. There was holes in the walls and stuff like that. Um, but then it, like, escalated into like really bad whenever Wallace pushed her into a glass table mm. and it broke and um like he continued beating her. So this part made me really sad. The daughter heard the entire fight. Like she heard everything. Which one? Um the oldest the one? The oldest daughter. <sighs> yeah, I think I don't know if they're still minors or they were at the time, but I don't really wanna I think she was like eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really sad. Um, Wallace carried Preston into the bathroom while she was passed out, and the daughter—I think she was either in there or she was heading into the bathroom—but she watched him carry her in. He dropped her while he was carrying her into the bathroom, and also like knocked her head against the side of the toilet. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, it's um, I didn't read like any into yeah. the full deaths of everybody. Yeah, um, like, completely just carelessly, like, like, she's already, pat like, completely knocked out. Disrespectfully, uh, even yeah. in, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was not dead at this point. But, um, so then the daughter was there helping him pull pieces of glass <gasps> from her body that was in the bathtub. Oh my god, what? Yeah, she helped clean her mother's body up after she was beaten. Did he, like, say that he did this, or was he trying to be like, oh, your mom was, like, fucked up or something? You know how they always try to be like, yeah, well, she did this. Coached, he coached the daughters into what to say, and he kept telling everybody that she just fell into the glass table. Oh my like, it was an accident. So terrible. Um, oh, that hard, though. Yeah, right. Like, how do you... <laughs> Like, he yeah. must have, like, pushed her with so much force into that mm -hmm. table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she said that whenever he took her to the bedroom, her body was cold-ish already. But I think it was overnight when she actually fully passed away. Mm -hmm. um, but then, so, hours later after that, um, he's not told anybody like he already knows at this point that she's dead um but it's christmas morning so he gets all the kids out into the living room and he drags the mother's body she is dead at this point he drags her into the living room sits her on the couch and puts a pair of sunglasses on her and then he tells the girls Mommy ruined Christmas. She got drunk and she ruined Christmas. Oh, what a piece right. of shit. As if it's her fault. 
right that she's literally dead yeah so yeah these poor girls unfortunate i mean they're so young they have no you know they don't expect something like this to be happening they're unaware it's christmas they're excited um and then he tells them to start opening their gifts with no clue that they're doing so in front of their mom's corpse that's also like another different like whole different section of abuse from him mm-hmm. to which uh, yeah the children. It's, it's goes to the never kids. get over yeah. that that's some trauma that they're going to be working yeah. out for the rest of their entire life mm-hmm. um, th- you know it's like hard to be like thankfully but thankfully by 9 30 he calls 911 or they there's like different accounts called 911 but um they call somebody called 911 it's 9 30 in the morning, uh, he said his wife needed medical attention. And then the paramedics arrived. She was still propped up on the couch with the sunglasses oh. on. Um, and then he told them that she accidentally injured herself. But thankfully, they saw through his bullshit and the cops were on the scene. And he was under arrest shortly after that. Good for the cops for actually like yeah being on it for once. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like in cases you know where they just completely disregard like they don't look into it at all. So it's good yeah, that they, they just were believe. more aware. Yeah, I like but, the show where they're like, oh, nothing in here but gay stuff. Like, oh, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's so much like evidence that it obviously wasn't accidental. There, like I said, there was blood all over the house, um, and there was. Uh, I mean, the table was broken, multiple holes in the wall, and I'm sure, like, I didn't read this, but I'm sure she had bruises and, you know, stuff all over her body from him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was probably very fun. obvious that it was not an accident. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I think, I mean, it's horrible that all this happened. I just, the part that the daughter had to had to have such a hand mm-hmm. in all of this just like breaks my heart yeah and then she's eight years old and ugh. yeah but i mean i'm sure he asked her before is this thing like yeah it's so terrible that he felt comfortable comfortable enough to ask her to remove the glass from her body because imagine yeah. what else they do yeah True. and then that he he coached you know the girls into telling the cops and all these people you know oh it was an accident mommy yeah. just fell onto the table yeah and then telling him that she ruined Christmas, like yeah, the fuck's wrong with him? Oh my! And then the fact that he said she got drunk and ruined Christmas, I think maybe their fight might have been something about her getting drunk, and maybe he didn't like that or something because yeah. of how he phrased it. It just kind of sounds like that's He's why like he got mad, projecting because he was probably yeah drunk out of his mind and did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my section. All right. It was really sad, but. Yeah, I know that is really sad. And especially if, like, even if he was trying to phrase it as an accident, why didn't he call after she went through the table? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what they bring up in his trial as well. Um, Some of, like, what his defense attorney was saying really pissed me off, so I have a couple quotes. So the crime happened in 2011, and then nine years later, 2020, 2021, 
and they brought it to court. Orange County Superior Court found him guilty of second-degree murder. Only second-degree. Uh, also, okay. Only second Second, degree? and also, why did it take so long to get to trial? Did they say? That, that's the thing. So, it didn't say it specifically, but we'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Okay. Um, so, Senior District Attorney uh, Heather Brown um, said that this incident came from a long history of domestic violence, and like we said, he had threatened to kill her for three years now, and multiple instances that we already brought up, like the um and being in jail for domestic violence and her eardrum and everything else mm-hmm. so the super the superior court is basically saying you know this is a long time coming it's it's no secret that he did this with like malintent mm-hmm. um but his um attorney Walsh's attorney uh moorhead says that uh both of them were drunk and the injuries that caused her death were not caused by wallets what basically siding with him that oh she was drunk she fell through the table she hit her head on the toilet that's how she died but it wasn't anything that wallace did is what she's saying see i could never be a defense attorney like on the side of the bad guy no really yeah i wouldn't be able to live with myself that would keep me up yeah like Like, i know it's your job but at the same time no right right yeah that's so terrible she goes on, Moorhead says, his attorney goes on to say, heartbreaking, but not Wallace's fault. No no facts he intended to kill. Mm. What and about so, all the other times that he beat her so close to dying? Like, mm. Right, and the threats, and yeah. then, you know, everything else. So that's the, is that the difference between first degree and second degree? It's just if they are, like, pre-planning it? Yeah, first degree is if you plan to kill them and then you do, and second degree is if you kill them in the moment of something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is so this is the the range of which the jury had to look at. They were like, it's either going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter, mm-hmm. or at worst first degree. But he only got second degree charges. Um. Yeah. And so we get down to some of the. So what the Preston's family has to say, Zazel's family. Um, Zazel Preston's family describes him as controlling and violent. They threatened to kill many times. Um, Grandma has found Preston in the fetal position in the street after a particularly violent incident. Um, recalls a phone call from Preston in which she's hiding from him in the bathroom. Mm. And he only got secondary murder? Right. Like, oh, all right. So ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, the situation is, like we said before, parents came back from a party that night, um, daughter describes the whole incident, that she had overheard it, um, she's now 17 at the time of this trial, again, like, a year or two ago, and describes Wallace pushing mom into a glass table after a big fight that went violent. Wallace, again, like Taylor was saying, asked her to remove the glass from her mom's body, and Wallace had dropped her head on the toilet. Now... Um, the older daughter now is speculating that she had passed after hitting the, her head on the toilet, but again, she was eight, and she's just assuming um, that that was the case. She might have died overnight, but she says, after she hit the toilet, I think she died. He just took her to the bed and said she was sleeping. Okay, so but they weren't able to, like, tell in an autopsy whether or not she died overnight? 
kind of see anything about an autopsy, but oh, they might have done not done one. Yeah, I don't know, just because I, I think they barely had the trial. Yeah, and it. I also think it depends on the family whether or not they want to do that. Uh, I'm not really yeah. sure. So, I mean, they they knew he did it regardless. Yeah. So maybe they didn't care right. to do it in case, like, to look and see. So that that makes sense. Exactly. So I don't. I like I said, I don't know the exact details. I would like wish there was more out, just because I don't think he should have gotten second degree. No, definitely. But, yeah. Um. But yeah. So the older daughter assumes that she had died after her head hit the toilet. And even the superior court, if that's part of their argument is if it was an accident and she had hit her head on the toilet and she was bleeding out, why didn't you call? Yeah, exactly. Because of like negligence and, you know, which is why he's like, well, it could have been manslaughter. Like, you didn't mean to. He dropped her while he was trying to clean her up. But why did you, you didn't have to clean her up if you didn't do that in the first place. So. Yeah, and once she passed out and like was clearly not okay that's when the call should have been made yeah mm-hmm. like at that and then point, maybe she like, wouldn't be dead and you wouldn't yeah right so stupid that's, yeah um, that is stupid but the daughter says she was pretty sure that she had passed away after hitting her head in the toilet because she remembers that her mom's body was cold um, oh okay like, yeah so like the next morning um you guys had mentioned that she and her sibling woke up the next morning. Walter dragged her body to the couch. Um, again, the daughter says, I remember trying to touch my mom, and she was rock hard, cold. I said, Mommy, and she didn't respond. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Um, at the beginning of the trial, prosecutors told jurors during, during the call. Sorry. At the beginning of the trial, prosecutors told jurors that there was a call the morning of uh, the incident with Preston's grandma. This is between Wallace and Preston's grandma. Um, Wallace said that he had called her and told grandma that they'd both been drinking and he tossed her around a bit and added that he was on his way to the penitentiary. Mm. Now, grandma is now 90 years old. During the time of the trial, she says, I don't recall him saying that he tossed her around, but that he had mentioned there were quote-unquote, horsing around. He, she also doesn't recall anything about him saying he was going to the penitentiary. So basically saying, like, he's not even getting the phone call he made correctly, and he's just changing stuff up. I've got more stuff on my phone. Hmm. But basically, the defense attorney also noted jurors testimony of Preston's older daughter appeared to conflict with comments to investigators shortly after Preston's death that her mother had tripped and fallen to the table. Wallace said that she fell into the table before he could even stop her. He was right, like, okay. He, yeah. Uh, Wallace, who has remained behind bars since December 25th of 2011, um, is scheduled to return to court for sentencing on June 4th. And this article came out in 2021. He faced up to 15 years to life in prison. He better stay in there. Yeah, but that's, that's all I've got for the trial. But her, the daughter's comment about the morning of and she's already assuming her mom's dead. Like, at eight years old, that's a lot to process in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And then to see her propped up the next day and be like, hey, mom, like, mom, are you okay? And her not answering. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she knew, but, like, what are you yeah. going to do at eight years old? Yeah, you can't yeah. do anything. Like, even if she had tried to call somebody, he would have stopped her. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, 
I have some closing stuff. So the death of Zazel was extremely tragic and also impactful, showing more truth about victims and domestic violence situations. Um, the impact of her death brought forth a lesson as Professor Virgil Adams, who was her teacher and mentor, says that he will be able to teach extremely vividly till the day that he retires. He said, quote, it's more important to be safe and be safe for your children than to try to make a toxic situation work. It is an eye opener for people who think that if they just try harder, it will work. One person cannot make an abusive relationship work through counseling and willpower alone. It takes a lot of counseling learning about self-esteem, end quote, which is very true. You don't want the people that will already have a toxic relationship like that and then proceed to bring children into that. It's yeah. like because th they think it will help like yeah, bring them closer together. Are like, children are like eight times more stressful than Yeah. So it just not makes that the relationship beforehand wasn't stressful, but it just adds, adds more stress. So yeah. much more. Yeah. And it's not even for the best of the kids. Like there's no point in staying together for the kids. They'll mm -hmm. be better off. Yeah, just... they would be better if they were just separated. Yeah. So the campus there was a quote, real men don't hit, end quote, which was a 90-minute lecture and discussion that was put on by Robert Diaz, who was from Human Options, which was a, or I guess is a nonprofit organization that is meant to combat domestic violence. But what's interesting is it's meant for men, mainly. So, like, men will go, and it's supposed to be that you look you through the situation of the eyes of the victim instead, you know? teaching empathy why do yeah. men need to oh right empathy. they shouldn't have to you know they should just know but it is interesting that they want them to see from that perspective even though they should already yeah yeah but, but at least it's a start it, it's They're a start trying. and it's like the men that show up i'm sure probably do care like it's not like the shitty men that we're probably going you know yeah, to be honest, I'm sure the men that showed up are men that already don't hit women. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the students at her college, Cypress College, built a pledge wall on their campus with which they posted their own personal commitments to promise to fight domestic violence in Zazel's name. They also sold buttons that had her photo on them, and all the proceedings were passed along to her three children. So that was really nice of them. Aww. There was also a speaker at that spring graduation the following year where a speaker named Lori Galloway, who was Anaheim Councilwoman, was speaking about Zazel's story. So domestic abuse should never be taken lightly. If you or a friend or if you think a friend or family member might be in one of these situations, try to look for the signs and believe and validate their feelings. Always believe the victim first until more information comes up. But, you know always believe the victim there's many reasons yeah. that victims will stay in their situations so it's not like don't say oh why don't you just leave it's a lot harder than have being able to just leave sometimes due to threats and just there's so many different reasons so if you're in this situation looking to seek help um the national domestic violence hotline is 800-799-7233 and no matter what you feel you're not alone there are people that care about you no matter what you think if you are not in one of these situations but still want to help victims, even if it's not anyone you know, there are plenty of foundations that you can donate to that will help victims that have escaped abusive relationships that are trying to get back on their feet. Uh, some specific ones for some specific charities for this exact situation for the victims trying to get back on their feet after escaping uh, 
two of them are Doorways and LifeWire. They have really good um, reputations. So I will, whenever I'm a little bit less poor, <laughs> be donating to this, maybe for Christmas. But yeah, that's all I got. Thank you, thank you good. for putting yeah. out that number and giving that information because yeah, yeah it's, it's easier said than done to just leave yeah. a bad situation like that. Yeah. Yes. I, as a child who was in one of these situations, it's seeing it. I, when I was younger too, I was like, why doesn't my mom just leave? But as I got older, I realized not only like was her safety, but also mine. So I, it's, there's so many different reasons why. So I, I, yeah. I want people to know that they're not alone and it's never ever your fault. Don't ever think that it's your fault. It's the pieces of shit that do this. Like the fucking scum of the earth. So yes. And if you see something, say something. If you see someone yeah. like at the bar or the club and they look uncomfortable, like go insert yourself. Yeah. Do anything you can to you know, keep the people around you safe. Mm -hmm. Don't fall for the bystander effect. Because yes. sometimes there's people like, oh, well, someone will do something eventually, and then no one does because everyone just mm -hmm. thinks the same, like, oh, someone else is going to say something. But yeah. do, you guys, do you guys want to hear my story about witnessing the bystander effect in real time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not funny. But I was sitting around. It's when I used to do the explorer thing, and this girl started choking on a Rice Krispie treat. Oh, my God. And everyone, everyone was like... Yeah, like, that someone's gonna get up, and no one did, so we just watched this girl fucking gag on a Rice Krispie treat until the guy in charge had to come give her the Heimlich. Oh my god. That's terrible. That's it's not terrible. funny, but, like, yeah. the fact that everyone's well, just watching her choke out on a fucking- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, finally spitting out that Rice Krispie treat and being like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> no, she yeah, did. Exactly. She was like, was no one gonna help me? We were like, Whoop. So... No, because one time I was home alone and I started choking on one of those like baby tomatoes, you know, that you just like pop in your cherry tomatoes. Yeah. And I literally thought I was gonna fucking die because I was like, no one's here to help me. I'm going to suffocate and die because of this cherry tomato. That's when you like you're supposed to like throw yourself on something to like kind of heimlich yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was not thinking that in the moment. <laughs> I was just thinking about how embarrassing it would have been <laughs> to like, just. Yeah. <laughs> like on my gravestone, they're like, You're died to like, a cherry tomato. All you had to do was like jump into the table. Right, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <Still> bad. <laughs> all I, did, God, I die wherever I go. The higher <laughs> being's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Being all you had to do. And I'm like, you know, give me a second chance. Let's go back. I will try. Again. <laughs> And like, and this is a different offshoot, but in uh, was it kindergarten or first grade, Jordan was choking on a crepe while we were doing our homework, and she had her little hair pigtails, and we had our little school uniforms on. Mom was on the phone doing something right next to us. Jordan was fucking choking. <laughs> oh my god! So I ran around to the other table, pigtails bouncing. Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> the head like you. Up. <laughs> and she lived, and we kept doing our math. We can do our math. Do our math. Maybe that's why I'm so bad. The oxygen didn't make it in my brain. Right, that's the reason. <laughs> I was crying. She was like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't even notice." <laughs> you notice? Damn. My fucking four plus four to try That's so funny. No. Seems like 
god! <laughs> Kiss I'm trying to do my math, Jojo. Hamlet Hannah comes on after. Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> we ain't got time for this. <laughs> Your phone's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Taylor, since you're back, do you want to tell them where to find us? Yeah. Alright, guys, you can send us an email at gaggleofgayspodcast at gmail.com. Check our Twitter for updates at gaggleofgaze. Go check out the pictures we post for each episode. We'll have a couple up for this episode when we post it at gaggle underscore of underscore gays underscore podcast. Yes, sir. Or if you just type in gaggle of gays, <laughs> you'll find us. <laughs> you can join in on the discussion episode at our Facebook at gaggle of gays podcast. And if you're listening on Spotify currently, make sure to follow our page. Oh, I just remembered an extra um thing. We have new cover art, by the way, from Xpira. Oh, yeah. I think it's just Xpira on Twitter. Our friend Cassie is very talented, so you should go check her out. Yeah, it's clean. It is very clean. Let me make sure that it, that it's is so her. official. I, I was like, oh my god, we're real now. We're your, we're we're real, real people now. <laughs> yes, sir. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, look, we were fake before, but now we're so real. Yeah. Oh yeah, it okay. It's at expired. Yeah, but <laughs> we're so real for that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, we will. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, 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 Bye.